This is Dr. Holly Lucille's Mindful Medicine. Here's Dr. Holly Lucille. Hey folks, thank you so much for joining Mindful Medicine. This is a podcast just hoping to open your mind a little bit. And today, I know we are going to accomplish that because I have the lovely Julia Shopik back. And we're going to be talking about alternative treatments to glioblastoma. That is a very aggressive brain cancer. Now, Julia Shopik, I want to tell you a little bit about her before we dig into this topic, is the best-selling author of the wonderful book, Honest Medicine. It's the effective, time-tested, inexpensive treatments for life-threatening diseases. Those treatments that you have might not heard about. She wrote her book as a result of becoming an advocate for her husband, Tim Fisher, who was a 15-year survivor of a cancerous brain tumor. Even though his doctors only gave him 18 months to three years to live, both she and Tim felt that his extra years of life were a result of Julia's unrelenting research for treatments to increase his survival and also, big point here, folks, quality of life. Uh, Through this journey, Julia learned a great deal about the brain tumor world, okay? When Senator John McCain, we all know this headline, was diagnosed with a glioblastoma that's uh, shortened for GBM, it's the deadliest and one of the most aggressive brain tumors of all. She was drawn back into this world by a desire to educate him and his family and others with brain tumors about potentially life-saving treatments that their doctor probably don't know about or won't tell them about. So, Here we are, Mindful Medicine folks. In this interview, I've got Julia back. We'll share her concerns about the treatments that Senator McCain is being given, as well as information about treatments that have been known to extend the lives of brain tumor patients by many years, and treatments that most patients are not told about by their doctors. Julia, welcome. Thank you so, so much for inviting me. I I always love being on with you, so thanks so much. I love having you now. You have been a guest on my show a few times, and this time you were you were pretty passionate about contacting me and talking, you know, when you heard uh, about Senator McCain's diagnosis, um, and uh, you were concerned about the treatments that it was reported him getting by the Mayo Clinic. Can you elaborate? Because let me tell you, I know you're a very passionate woman, and when you get a bug in your bonnet... <laughs> Or be in your bonnet. (laughs) (laughs) We are going to talk about it. So, yeah, tell me more about that. Yeah, you know, again, you use the word reportedly, and that's absolutely true, that, you know, the media has reported that he's getting the standard of care, which is chemo and radiation, and nothing more. And I was like, oh, my God, because, you know, I was drawn back, as you said in the intro, uh, to the time when my husband was ill with a brain tumor. The truth of the matter is that even according to the American Brain Tumor Association, with chemo and radiation, I'm going to say this slowly, the median survival is 14.6 months. Mm. I mean, this is, this is not good. And, uh, you know, for instance, uh, Ted Kennedy lived 15 months. Bo, Bo Biden lived uh, 20 months going through the standard of care. And I believe they also had immunotherapy, which didn't work too well for them. But here's the thing. I have amassed a lot of information, as other people have. I'm not the only one who knows about these treatments, where people have lived 20 years and more using, and I should say this, many of them, most of them used the standard of care, chemo and radiation, but they also used other treatments, which I am here to talk about. And I'm hoping that uh, John McCain will be listening to this, too. 
Good. Well, I, and I'm sure, I mean, if I know you, you're going to be able to reach out to his people and, um, and because, you know, when things like this happen, look, your, your husband, Tim, right. He, he, I'm sure the listeners, uh, of mindful medicine right now probably never heard of Tim Fisher, but they probably heard of Senator John McCain. And, you know, we can utilize these high profile folks that have devastating things happen to them. Uh, and certainly being diagnosed with a brain tumor is one of them to get the attention. I mean, it got your attention. Uh, you're concerned about him, but you also know that the average person can be, uh, you know, not a, a senator can be diagnosed with a brain tumor and other things that you talk about so passionately where you have uncovered treatments that are not mainstream, are not talked about. And you mentioned standard of care, uh, chemo, chemo and radiation. Um, why do you think doctors keep recommending treatments that in your assessment uh, essentially don't work? And I, and I want to bring up a point here, not only as far as treating the brain tumor as aggressively as the brain tumor is attacking uh, the the individual, but also extending and and promoting that end of life quality of life. Why do you think they just keep doing it and 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 that they don't work very well? You know what? I think that there is a misnomer about the standard of care. First of all, with oncologists, they are really under scrutiny. I have to say that by by the medical boards. You know, it's it's not as much by the patients, but by the medical boards. And in many cases. Chemo and radiation do keep, you know, uh, increase survival. The problem is with something. There, there are two kinds of cancer that that I'm passionate about. One is the glioblastoma. The other is pancreatic cancer, where they right. have such a short survival time that in order to get these good results, you know, that we're talking about, you have to start on day one. You cannot wait until the tumor comes back you know, to start doing other things. But you asked right. another question. Why do, the, uh, why do the doctors keep doing what won't work? Because the standard of care is misunderstood. The standard of care, they, everybody thinks, means the best care. It really means what the average doctor would do, you know, in your position. But this gets serious when you're before a medical board. Say you didn't give the standard of care and the patient dies and, you know, you go before your fellow doctors, you can get in trouble. But still, you cannot get in trouble for saying, patient, I am not able to tell you about these other treatments or I don't feel comfortable, but they, are, they do exist and here are a few. Do your own research. Julia, such great points. Okay, uh, I have so much to, to respond, and we have so much more to talk about, but I'm going to throw to our sponsor right now uh, just a word from Organifi. All right, here's the deal. We all know to truly thrive in all areas of your life, you cannot ignore the importance of good health. It is foundational. And I've learned this firsthand so many times, and I get to spread the word with my patients. And for many of us, let me tell you, time is one of our most valuable assets. And this is why I love Organifi Green Juice. It is an organic superfood green juice powder that you simply add to water, and you get to get your greens on anytime and anywhere. And when you invest in your health, gain more time because you have more energy and you get to focus throughout the day. And the best thing about this Organifi green juice powder is that, believe it or not, it actually tastes amazing. And I want you to try it. So go to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. Use the code mindful and you're going to receive 20% off your order. Saving time, I think saving money and getting your health on. 
All right, folks, welcome back. Now, listen, what Julia said, I I think is really important. And listeners, us, the consumers of medicine, I think this is a really, really, really important point. So here it goes. Okay. I've always often said, I think that people at the end of the day, we all need to be our own PCPs, our own primary care providers, primarily providing care for ourselves. And I respect these doctors because, you know, this medical industry, and you know, it's an industry when it's managed and market and it makes a profit, um, is kind of in turmoil right now. And doctors are doing their best to keep their own roof over their heads and under scrutiny, as Julia mentions. And so the standard of care might be what you get. But you have the also, I want to empower consumers and cheerlead them to ask better questions and also turn to other systems of medicine um, and, you know, besides conventional Western reductionistic medicine that has a standard of care. Because I have people come into my office and I'll, I'll offer something to them and they get up, almost upset. Like, hey, why didn't my doctor, you know, say anything about that? And I'm like, it's not your doctor's fault. They weren't trained to think like this. They are trained in a very specific way, how to think and also what to to do if presented with X, Y, and Z in a clinical case. I was trained to think differently. I was trained to think more comprehensively. And so it's just different. And that's what I want to do also. And I, I know you're uh, in, in the same ilk, Julia, is empower the consumers and the folks that are wanting to uh, get these services to actually ask good questions and don't leave any stone unturned. Make sure that there's a second, a third, maybe a fourth opinion and really take that power back into your own hands. That's exactly, exactly right. And uh, we had just been talking about before the break about how doctors, you know, may not know, as you just said, about these other treatments, but they're there. And one of them, the first one that that I, I want to mention, actually is the one that prolonged my husband Tim Fisher's life. Remember, he was given three years maximum by his doctors. And right. what we did then, this was in 1990. So all of these other things that I'm about to talk about, I didn't even know about, you know. But uh, we did know about nutrition, and uh, one of the the, fir- the thing that we used most was a was a group called Nutritional Solutions. That's nutritional-solutions.net. And Jean Wallace and her colleague Michelle Garenzer really came up with a program that uh, you know they looked at inflammation and they looked at copper and they looked at all sorts of uh, of things, and they they gave us supplements and changed his diet, took sugar away. Cancer cells love sugar, right? Yep. And uh, my husband, who was not happy about that sugar thing, by the way, he loved sugar. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I don't want to make it seem like he was happy all through, through all of it. No, no. But, but he did respect it. And uh, so he was, you know, using the nutrition. And he lived 12 years more. And 15 from the time when he was 12 years more than what he was predicted, you know, by his doctors, 15 from his, from his diagnosis. So that's the first one that uh, I mention when I'm talking about people like John McCain, other people with glioblastomas. My husband right. was and one I just, grade below. And I want to reemphasize that you mentioned this, um, that, you know, glioblastoma patients and their families should be researching and looking for their these options from day one. Um, you're saying like, you know, the nutrition that you talked about, so nutritionsolutions.net, that nutrition-solutions.net, uh, the nutritional aspects and these other treatments that you're about to talk about as well, correct? Yes, absolutely. And you know what? Your doctor has been taught that you should not be doing supplements while you're do- doing chemo and radiation. And you know what? 
the people at Nutritional Solutions and others, I don't want to say a lot of naturopathic doctors also know about this kind of treatment. And what they know is which supplements are good, you know, which yep. ones will, will keep the tumor from growing, which ones actually will make the treatments you're getting uh, be more powerful and potentiated toxic yeah yes you know and it's true and there is there um i'll just throw out this website because colleagues of mine have gone through a fellowship program in oncology so they're naturopathic oncologists and it's onc so o-n-c-a-n-p.org onc-a-n-p.org i have not gone through that program i do not treat people with cancer um i refer to one of those because you're right they are very very well trained and they know exactly from a supplemental perspective and nutrition perspective the do's and don'ts when it comes to any type of cancer diagnosis and you know what when you're in the hospital with cancer you're, they're going to give you boost and ensure. And what is the right. first Right, sugar, sugar, sugar. Sugar, sugar, sugar. So sugar, sugar, sugar. First, so that's the one. I always say that that's the one that, in, in a sense, is least threatening because you can do it on your own. Do you know what I'm saying? And, in addition yep. to the chemo and radiation. A lot of the others that I'm going to mention, uh, well, there's another one that you can't. There are, there are a few more. One is the ketogenic diet. I don't know yep. if you remember, Dr. Holly, I wrote about the ketogenic diet in my book, Honest Medicine. Yeah, a long time I, ago. A long time ago, and I wrote about it from the point of view of pediatric epilepsy, childhood epilepsy, and uh, Jim Abrams' story about how his infant son, Charlie, was literally cured by the ketogenic diet, which is a very high-fat, low-carb, um, adequate protein, I would say, diet. Sure. And since my book was published, I've been keeping in contact with Jim, and uh, it's been wonderful. The ketogenic diet is being found to be to be helpful with a lot of conditions, including cancer, and especially geoblastomas. So you know there are and and the first one to write about it was Dr. Thomas Seafried, and he did a, uh, a a case study in 2010. Then he wrote a book about it, and then several other people have written books. I know you know Dr. Nasha Winters. And of course. She's, she's written The Metabolic Approach to Cancer, Travis Christofferson, Patricia Daly, Miriam Kalamian, and Adrian Sheck at uh, Barrow in uh, Arizona, all doing work. Oh, and I forgot one. Ellen Davis has written a, a book on the ketogenic diet and cancer. And that one you can actually do without your doctor's permission. Do you know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's Absolutely. It's really, and I'm not saying, by the way, that one of these, you know, you should pick the treatments that are most, uh, that feel best to you. But often, the people who are most successful uh, take more than one of these into account. You know, we'll, they'll do nutrition, and they'll do the ketogenic diet. Um, another one is low-dose naltrexone. Right. And do you remember that I wrote about that in my book? And by the way, I'm yes. writing another book now totally about low-dose naltrexone, or LDN. I write yeah, so your, your book, Honest Medicine, when, when again was that published? That was published first in 2011, and then it was republished with uh, Amazon in 2013. Yeah, so you know, you were writing about the ketogenic diet, you were writing about low-dose naltrexone, and these are things right now that are hot, hot, hot topics, and so a, a lady before her time for sure. So, yeah, thank you, <laughs> because you know what? I, my dad was a doctor, and I certainly don't have his scientific, you know, bent. But what I do have is his nose for what is good and bad. I often said my, my father, for instance, he wouldn't give antibiotics to everybody. He said, you know, one day you're going to need them and you will be immune. So, you know, I kind of take after him and being able to know 
which treatments are the real deal and which right. ones are not. So, again, so we're talking about nutrition and supplementation that, 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 that gets it right uh, when we're talking about cancer. Also, the ketogenic diet and low-dose nootrexin. And once again, folks, just to remind, this is something that Julia is talking passionately about one more time because, well, this time, because Senator McCain uh, has been diagnosed with this very aggressive brain tumor and reportedly standard of care chemotherapy and radiation, she knows from experience that there are other things that could not only, one, extend his life, um, treat the cancer, but two, that quality of life, which I think, or three, I should say, is so very, very important. Important. Yep. And you know what? When Dr. Bahari, he's the person who was the pioneer for low-dose naltrexone, he had cases of cancer, you know, that, uh, that absolutely did well with low-dose naltrexone. And uh, now there is a, a video, and people can find it on, on uh, YouTube, LDN and Cancer, the Game Changer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Researchers in the UK are finding that LDN, low-dose naltrexone, not alone, but with other treatments, is extending lives. So there's another one. And uh, I'm excited about all of these. The one that I'm really excited about but is a little bit more difficult to get implemented is, is repurposed drugs. And that's so interesting. Because yeah, tell me about that. Um, you, you are a fan of using repurposed drugs to treat especially glioblastomas. Um, t- t- talk to our listeners. Tell me more about that. Well, in 1995, a man named Ben Williams, he was a Ph.D., but not in, you know, he was a Ph.D. in the psychological area, uh, you know, psychological sciences. And he was told, you know, you have a glioblastoma, and he was told, you know, what the standard of care was and how much time he had left. And he says, I'm a dead man, you know. <laughs> so he says, I better do something better than this. And by the way, he did not shun the standard of care. But he went, and this time he had to go to the library, you know, 1995. And he researched drugs that in early trials were found to have cancer-fighting, cancer, you know, uh, properties. And they just weren't approved for cancer. The one of the one that, that he talked about first was Accutane for acne. And he goes, I know my doctor won't prescribe that because I don't have acne. I got a brain tumor, you know. Right. So that's one of them. There's also melatonin and curcumin, which you can get over the counter and uh, have cancer-fighting properties. But yeah, melatonin, especially at uh, higher doses, higher. and then curcumin, that active ingredient of turmeric, of the curcuminoids, high doses. There's been, I mean, tremendous studies. Uh, yeah. You just put in curcumin and cancer in PubMed, and it'll be blown away. Yep. And, you know, the man at, who did a lot of the research, Agaral, I believe was his name, um, he said he was, he was at a big cancer center, and he said, you know, the other people here don't want to, uh, don't want to read my research. They're not interested because it's a natural product, you know. But there are others that aren't so natural. One is Celebrex for arthritis, chloroquine for malaria, Depakote for seizures, Provigil, etc. Metformin for diabetes yep. that have had very good results. And so, uh, so Ben Williams put together what he called a cocktail, and he's been very influential. Uh, he wrote a book called Surviving Terminal Cancer, where he actually gives his whole protocol. But his protocol may not be the same as your protocol or, or, or Senator McCain's protocol. You have to be very individualized, as you do with your nutrition, with everything else that you're doing. But uh, now, are you ready for this? Others have been coming around, and, and now it's a big, just, just like, uh, 
you know, all the other things I'm talking about, this is big now. Um, yes. You know, not only, by the way, there's a video that I can send people the link to of surviving terminal cancer. If they write to me at juliethonestmedicine.com, um, it's online for free, and uh, it tells Ben Williams' story. And by the way, some doctors are on this saying, yeah, he makes sense. Uh, yeah, you, you know it's interesting because you know some of these these uh, drugs are manufactured and marketed for one specific thing, but if you look at the mechanism of action, uh, you can actually you can actually understand how perhaps uh, one of you know an off label use, uh, especially synergistically used with other things, can probably be very effective when we're looking at how cancer cells uh, grow and populate. And these, you know, to me. This is the, the, the shame. Now we're starting to find ways that people can get these trees. I, did, I, I almost don't want to talk about it because you go to your oncologist and you say, you know, uh, please make me a prescription for Accutane. And he might look at you like you're crazy. And, yeah. and well, this, this brings me to my next question, though. So maybe you can help here. You know, since this whole thing and uh, Senator McCain's diagnosis, I know you have become active in several Facebook brain tumor and glioblastoma communities. Um, what are you learning from this? Can you get the word out that way? Yeah, it's a terrific way of of uh, of doing it. Um, you know, not the only way, but I, I, as you know, Dr. Holly, I love radio. That's my favorite. But uh, I also love Facebook, and I've been on these groups. You know, the glioblastoma support groups and the brain tumor awareness groups on Facebook. And you know. I keep reading about, you know, my husband just got his angel wings, is what they said, you know, that he just died after six months and after four months. And I don't really, you know, all I'll do is give my condolences there. But when people are asking questions, you know, I have been posting my article that's on my website about John McCain, you know, these are treatments that he he should try or he could learn about. I don't say he should try. He could learn right. about and sure. I post it, and I, I and by the way, I will be posting this interview um, after we get a link to it because they like to listen and they're thanking me. A lot of Great. them are thanking me. We didn't know this. Oh my God! And I especially love being able to teach people when they're first diagnosed because you know after so many months and years, it, it gets harder, as you know. So Julia, where can people find these groups? How can people participate? Well, you're talking about the Facebook groups. Um, sure. They can easily go go to um, glioblast. You know, in the search bar on, uh, on yeah. Facebook, just put sure. in brain tumor or glioblastoma, and they will come up. And, All right. Uh, you know, I friended a lot of people in these groups, and we're getting the word out. And this is just yes. great. Julia, once again, the 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 consummate and ultimate patient advocate you are, uh, getting the word out, being very very passionate, and you do it with such eloquence, um, and you don't bash anybody, and you don't create this culture of uh, the we they or anything like that, but you are there for the information, and that's what we're trying to do here, folks, on mindful medicine is hopefully open your mind, and with a guest like Julia, I don't know how that could not happen. So if you or your family is experiencing um, anything like a devastating diagnosis of a brain tumor, um, this is something that you want to know more about, once again, being your own advocate and your own PCP. Julia, any final words for us today? You know what? I was just thinking of something as you were talking about it. You know, we're talking about glioblastomas, and of course I'm passionate about it because, as you said in the beginning, you have to start on day one to, to do your research. But I am actually asking people, to 
get interested in this because all of us are going to be affected by cancer. And all of these things, these treatments that I wrote about, you know, these science-based adjunctive treatments um, can definitely help with all different kinds of cancers. So please, if you'd like me to send you information, it's Julia at HonestMedicine.com. I'll just send you a few of the links, you know, and uh, but but we should all know about these because the standard of care is chemo and radiation and then also the clinical trials, which may be successful for you and maybe not. And, right. uh, and everybody's even, individual, but at least you're getting the word out. So, yeah. all right, trying to open your mind and way beyond the standard of care is what we did today, Juliet. Thank you once again so much for being here. And folks, for listening, thank you. And until next time.